What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. And CandidCo.com slash HAM for $75 off. Candid's aligners straighten your teeth. By GetRoman.com slash HAM. And by SeatGeek, promo code HAM, 10 bucks off. Now to the segment. Turns out the internet sleuths, detectives, have figured out that Baker Mayfield shaved twice between arriving at the stadium and playing in the football game. He arrived, or maybe he shaved post-game. It's unclear. He arrived with a full beard. Okay. There's a photo of him arriving. He, then during warm-ups, he had a Fu Manchu. He, like, took the trim, like a lawnmower 2.0 type thing. Shaved everything except the Fu Manchu. So then Pat he went Hill from style? beard to Pat Hill Fu Manchu. Okay. Post-game, he's doing an interview in just the mustache. Fu Manchu's gone. So he shaved twice between a ride before he left. He left home with a beard. He left the locker room the first time with a Fu Manchu. He left the locker room at night with a mustache. The hell. Oh, by the way, they only have two wins. They lost to quick name. The Broncos quarterback, Brandon Allen. Nice. You know, I hate being this guy. Cause I've heard a couple people take it or talk about it. And it just, it's, and I actually don't think, like, even Colin hasn't been like, listen, I'm not putting it on the commercials. But when you say that, you kind of are putting it on the commercials. <laughs> I am getting bothered by seeing him on the commercials now. Like, bro, who the fuck are you? Like, get off my television. I, I have gone from really liking him as a college prospect to even last year kind of becoming, you know, I'm like, this guy's got something just because he was so accurate to the hype offseason. The hype, I'm always naturally going to go the other way to now rooting for him to be a failure. I, I can't take the commercials guy. I, I just can't. And I, I feel it feels a little fan dually DraftKings ish. It's just getting hit over the top of our head. I, I, <laughs> I, I can't. Is it bothering you like it's bothering me or my nuts? I'm actually enjoying it because I look at it and think like this, these, these companies made a few, made some bets and those bets are not paying off right now. And that entertains me. 
Well, he's with Progressive, right? Okay, yeah, that's the one in the stadium. There's another. What's the other one? Well, I mean, the the Mahomes commercials are pretty good. Like, can we get Mahomes and Otto? I like that one. And my Mahomie. So I think what what I think is that Progressive, clearly State Farm has had a lot of success, I think, with the athlete campaign, right? They, They hit it out of the park with Chris Paul. And then they remember they brought in James Harden and the crazy fucking shit going on in the house. Then they got Steph Curry crossing on the escalators. And now the Rodgers and Mahomes. Rodgers has been a huge hit for years with the belt. Rodgers is the original hit, it feels like. He's the original hit. And now they've kind of helped Rodgers out. Not that he's stale, but it's like you can only do so much with Rodgers. Adding Mahomes has kind of reinvigorated the campaign. So I think Progressive went, well, we need to get a star too. So they go all in guy with fucking Baker Mayfield. And he's kind of the league's laughing stock right now. Like you said, that's something, that type content is made for Twitter to make the sh- make so much fun of you, it's never going to end. Well, and it's when you combine it with everything, right? That that story, this Instagram mustache thing, in and of itself is nothing. But you tweeted this, like, does it have to be difficult? Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham had to change their shoes today at halftime well, of the did game. one of them have clowns on their shoes? Well, yeah, did they were jo- the it was like a Joker, it was like a Joker-themed shoe. So the NFL, the way I read it is the NFL said you're not allowed to play anymore in those shoes. You're not allowed back. It wasn't the Browns is the way I right, read right. it. Right, right. I think they were violating whatever the cleat policy is, but no one noticed it until the game had started, and then the officials had to do something at halftime. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it's like the, how again, you, has, I saw someone tweet, like, how do you guys miss this? But, well, but this isn't, who knows? Maybe they changed the cleats on, you know. Well, that's very possible. This already happened to Odell. He already had to leave again because of his cleats, right? I, what I'm was the t- deal with that? I don't even remember what that one was, but it was on. Well, a, no, first... remember he changes. He he got oh, kicked out for the visor yeah. in the red zone. Well, I saw That's someone right. tweet today. It's the cleats, then it's the visor, then it's the watch. Like fucking Odell. Like I, I was wrong about Odell Beckham. I said I would have traded the number two overall pick for him. The Niners avoided a bullet, and this is sometimes when you take swings, like. I wanted to that has Al Davis to it and has that just crazy you you get burned you know now sometimes it works right but for the most part it does not because typically when they want to trade a a good player there's usually an enormous red flag there that's what made Khalil Mack pretty unique and that's why the entire league was lined up to do it that that was not the case here and the Browns kind of look like idiots because he's a pain in their ass You can't say he's been a good fucking influence on this Baker situation. The the and hasn't made their coach's life easier. Oh, it's just been a disaster, guy. It really. I was anti the Browns, thinking that yeah they're gonna miss the playoffs, but they're gonna win seven or eight games. Not in a million years would I have envisioned it being this shitty guy. Not in a million years, and you just watch like. Just watching this game right now, uh, Earl Thomas just down Brady. Listen, I, I think the Ravens, I mean, they're up 10 nothing as we speak, but whether they win or lose this game, regardless, there is a culture in that building that, listen, John Harbaugh doesn't coach the offense, doesn't coach the defense. He can give an unreal speech with a samurai sword and motivational tactics up the wazoo. His shit kind of works because in their biggest debacles, they're like 7-9. and nine. The Steelers are putting on a clinic this year. Like, oh, people like you, Middlecoff, think we're fucking morons for trading a one? Double middle fingers. Watch us go 8-8 eight and eight with our eyes closed. And when the dust settles, I bet we're closer to 9-7. and seven. And they might be right. 
The Browns aren't in those two teams' world. The Bengals are a disaster, but who even cares? The the Ravens and Steelers run circles around you, Cleveland. Like, how's it ever going to change? That's my thing, guy. Like, how, what do they do? Like, okay, fire Freddie Kitchens. Who do they hire? Like, who's, is, do you think that's an attractive job? Because I, I, I don't, I would have said it was attractive last year. I think it becomes immediately less attractive this year because you start going, well, is Baker really that good? To me, it's less questions about is he good. It's like, is he too immature to handle this shit? Because he has a, he has some maturity levels that start going, well, Coward nailed that one because it's, it didn't just get to him, guy. He kind of, he's doing some shit that, like, what? And then you watch, like, I'm sure you saw that viral video of Drew Brees yesterday give the speech. Did you see that? No. On he Sunday gave, or on Saturday? On Saturday. He, the Was he Saints at the Purdue game? Week. Yeah, so he's at the okay. Purdue game. I don't know if he's getting his number retired. I don't even know. I, I follow him on Instagram. He went with, like, I think his college roommates. Just these other three guys. It's funny. You see the picture? Drew's the youngest looking of the group. He's 40. These other guys clearly are way taller. They must have been, like, the backup quarterbacks. One's got kind of a beer gut. I mean, they look. it just looks like three guys in their mid-40s going back to college. And Drew's having so much fun taking... He's like, my three guys with my wife, our wives. And I'm just like, these guys look so fucking old. And Drew's so old on a team. I bet the average age of the Saints is like 26 years old, right? And this guy has a picture that looks like... That guy could have three kids all in their teens. Oh, yeah, you're right. I've just found <laughs> the photo. It's just, it's just a classic. Like, you realize how His old college this guy is. Yeah, don't they probably just like back up second and third string quarterbacks or maybe like a long snapper or something, you know, on. And I was thinking, I wonder if their wives are jealous, like Drew's so rich. And then I start thinking, well, they went to Purdue. I bet these guys are really successful in life. Like one guy probably runs a tech company in the middle. Like they are probably doing pretty well. Drew has more money than them, but I would guarantee they're no slouches. Yeah, I've got construction, runs owns a construction company. (laughs) His father's construction company and... The other guys in finance doing pretty well. The other guys in real estate, and they've got they work together. Like they had, their two companies provide for one another. Like if I told you that Drew texts these guys all the time, that's a pretty good sign for their high levelness, right? Yeah, I would say that he <laughs> that he uh, circled up with them at the uh, stadium is a pretty good but sign. So for I, them. I'm thinking yesterday that we were a little lucky just for like the judging quarterbacks moving forward. We probably saw the combination of the three highest level quarterbacks, arguably in the history of the league. I'm just talking about as people. And Drew Brees, he he gives this speech. You're like, I might run outside and just run down the street. Like that. And then they won the game, right? I got to watch And then they won the game with him on the sideline going ape shit. And then you got Brady, who was just probably the biggest badass ever. And then you got Peyton that you go... Might have been the highest level one out of all three of them. And then you just watch Baker. You're like, this guy's not even in their world, you know? And I'm seeing shots today of, like, Mahomes. They score a touchdown, high chest bump in Matt Moore. And you're like, this kid's awesome. You see Deshaun Watson, just how impressive the guy is. Even Jimmy. One thing I think that kind of hit me last week about Jimmy, I watched his post-game press conference. And this, it just, he's lucky. He got to start in New England. I think he's pretty unfazed by fame, you know, and just he's used to kind of, and, and Kyle's probably good at this too because he probably talks a lot of shit, You're just being on him. I mean, when I say talk shit, it just coaches him hard, you know, where most players are like, stop being so mean to me. Yeah. Jimmy's just used to being held to a, an unfair standard. 
Like, he walked in for three and a half years on eggshells in New England. And he was a backup. Then he comes to Kyle, and the guy's just in his shit. You know? It was, I, I was kind of shocked that Kyle even admitted it's probably the best game Jimmy's ever played. Like, Kyle's not just giving out free compliments that are fake, you know? And you just watch Baker, you just go, is he made for this? Which is weird because, you know, he's a backup, he's a backup, a walk-on. And you and I have talked about this before. Is he too angry in his chip? Like, is it at the point where it's like, Baker, you're a little just too mad at all this shit? Yeah, does it cloud at that position? It's not about pure emotion, right? It's about harnessing it and just being angry at the world. Like, when's the last time Brady's been angry at the world? Like, 06? I mean, it's been a while, right? There's a balance of letting it drive you and just being furious and just feeling kind of like, is this guy joyful? Because you... You can say, well, it's just the way he talks to the media. I think you kind of are who you are, you know? I mean, is, does Baker just look like some peach to be around during the week it, once the pressure's getting to him like this? Yeah, I think the other thing is it just keeps building because there's so much negativity around them. If you're naturally that guy, like, you're just going to – I think there's a defiance in him, which I, I appreciate that. I appreciate a defiance in people, especially when it's a belief in oneself. But – like the um, clinic of defiance Haberman Middlecoff put it on between about late 2005 <laughs> up and through the end of 2016. <laughs> but I've always, I've all like, even as a kid, I was always that way. Like just telling me to do something was not the way to get, but, but my point is like, so now it's made it even worse and it's going to take a while. I think for him to realize it's just not, that's not a fight worth fighting because he is finding himself in the middle of this fight every day. And it's almost like, I wonder if he sh- the, the, like where he does the shave thing. Is he doing it just kind of as Cedric the Entertainer? I always love to quote, just wishing a motherfucker would because he knows people will pick it apart and then he can be mad about that. Like, that's my cons- that's I just came up with that theory, but because you know people are going to notice and you're go- they're going to pick at you and it doesn't actually matter, but it gives you something else to middle finger to everybody about. You're saying like a diversion plan? No, I'm not saying a diversion plan. I'm saying liking the fight. Like, not even as. It's not even about getting people to not talk about if, the fact If your theory is correct and he's doing that to create not for a diversion so they're not talking about the shitty play but literally to start another fight, he's sick. Well, I, I, but, but, I, but, no, but talking again, this out, I don't even think you're necessarily wrong. Yeah, but also I would say like keep in mind like I, when I, I say get, sick, I, I just mean taking the wrong approach that yes, he's in a yeah, bad yeah, spot. Okay, yeah, I'm with you there. Because I'd argue this. As been someone who with you was defiant where a lot of it was justified even in the justified spot, in my maturation in years since, I'd say, you know, we probably could have handled it differently and and would have kept ourselves in a better mindset and been more successful at doing so, letting it cloud other parts, right? Being like that is just not a healthy way to be because you get, you get too angry all the time. Like living in anger, even if it motivates you, and I, I get motivated sometimes by anger, but wouldn't you say, and I know you kind of do, or just out of spite or trying to prove, it's not always the healthiest way just to sit and be. You know, well, it really well if we're talking about health, it's not it's, productive. It's never the healthiest way. Sometimes it can be produ- it could be productive, but it's never the healthiest. But I don't think you can consistently produce. I'd rather just be like mindset. Pharrell. Yeah, that's what you want. But I'd even say like, yeah, when we go back to Baker in college, he felt a lot happier. Now, you can have those moments of grabbing your nuts because they talk shit, throwing the flag. It did feel like he was a lot more boisterous and a lot more like, I don't, this guy, I want to be his teammate. Things now, were good. Just, yeah, and that's 
Number one thing I learned, two things I learned in, in football that will always stay with me. One, and this I can relate to, fat people are a little inherently lazy. So when you crush linemen for not going hard on every snap, it's a little unfair. Because one, just the weight's going to wear you down. Yeah, but your point is always, it's not just that they're that late, it's just you get tired faster. And they just have some, yeah, and that factors in just, you're, you're going to be less likely to have like, just super high motor guy. I'm talking in all elements of stuff. Like, yeah, just he's going to just have a little less energy, you know? Right. But it's, there's a balance okay. of it being good and bad, too. Yeah. And uh, that was my one. Theory number two. <laughs> is it about Baker and anger? Is it something about anger? Oh, I don't even know. Is it, is it like players that are questionable character guys just will always be that? Is it something about that? Red flag guy? Well, I... No, I think it was something that was pretty good. Now I just fuck. Yeah, it probably. Let's just go with that. I like think it was something about Baker. Spots. Yeah, I, that's going to be my guess. What your theory? Oh was. well, it was more just like front, like front runners. To wow. me, are the scariest guys to have. Willis McGahee, by the way, looks incredible for the Ravens tonight. <laughs> that does look sweet. Sunday night. The front, front runners, runners. Yeah, and I think you see this. You do college sports. You know, like when you call college games, like as a scout, like you really got to people think that as a scout, and this is what drove me nuts. Like you're calling these games. You're always like, I hope it's a good game. Well, you can learn a lot. And some say a lot from more from blowouts. Like a lot of teams, like the best scouting teams will pick your, if you're on a bad team, like let's say you're doing like a UCLA or a Colorado game and they're playing in Oregon or Washington state. Like when you're, you're just calling the game, you're hoping for storylines, hoping to call it. Like, scouts are looking like, okay, let's check the second half. We're thinking about taking this guy in the second quarter. Is he just fucking tapping out when it sucks? Like, some guys can kind of earn some stock in draft rooms and meetings. This guy played his ass off when they were getting their ass kicked. Yeah. You know, because it's like, okay. Because in the National Football League, unless you get drafted by the Patriots, you're going to have some tough games. And, hell, you might lose for some seasons. Like, how do you respond? And that would, wouldn't you say a little bit of the red flag would be on Baker? Coming out of college – it had been pretty good, right? He had been on Oklahoma, and that's where I think Colin would knock back, would kick back. Well, the only couple rough times we saw were some pretty fucking low moments, right? He runs away from the cop, and he wasn't even doing anything wrong. Like, why is that your first instinct? You know, you, the guy won't shake your hand, so you grab your nuts and you shake it at him. Like, you look back, now you go, well, those are some legitimate, you know, it's like some of the I would say the sack grab. Cam, yeah, the sack grab to me is more trashy than the middle finger. Like, guy doesn't shake your hand, you go middle finger. Like, uh, the sack grab is just. But but it's like, yeah. <laughs> but is there like some kind of a trashy element to. Something's just off with Baker. I, I'm just kind of. I'm just down on the human guy and the player. Okay, let's say Brett Favre, self proclaimed white trash from the fucking middle of nowhere. Brett Favre's physical skills. We're fucking elite. Sometimes you forget too, like you and I have done this over the years. Just YouTube, like mid nineties Brett, and I think sometimes now it goes viral, right, on Twitter, some like throwback to Favre, and you just watch like Jesus Christ. Cause sometimes like the that player from that era would be like, Can we stop acting like Mahomes is doing all this stuff that we've never seen? Like Brett used to do like these no lookers, just these crazy plays. It, because he could do crazy plays. Like, I'm watching Baker Mayfield. I'm seeing a six foot guy who's a below average athlete who thinks he can kind of run around and make play. Like Baker, Drew, you are Drew Brees. That is your comp. In the history of watching Drew Brees, 
Maybe he's had a couple rollout throws, but the majority of his highlights, guy, have come in like a two-yard fucking window. So, Baker, that is your comp. Like, Lamar's comp is like Vic and Russell. You're, stop thinking you're them. You are not them. You're Case Keenum. St- he, he thinks he's way better than he is. He's getting... Tr- Kyler Murray got hawked by Buckner and Arm. Like, you understand how fast these guys are? As a buddy in the NFL told me like a couple weeks ago, he's like, it really is crazy how different scouting has changed like since we worked together. Just what they look for, the speed element. There's never been more defensive speed on the field. Whenever I watch Baker, it's like, Baker, why are you running away from this guy? He's going to fucking catch you and kill you. I'll never forget one of Johnny's first starts. And Johnny was a better athlete than Baker. He tried to run away from Keekly. And Keekly closed on him like if you turned on Animal Planet with a limping gazelle and a lion. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, well, Johnny, he's got you by about four inches and 50 pounds. And he's faster? You're fucked. Time to adjust. Well, that's where it gets back to like, well, their team's poorly built. They, you know, they have a bad offensive line, so he can't really sit in the pocket. And that's yeah. the knock of, well, then why are you trading for Odell Beckham? You guys already had Jarvis Landry and Najoku and Chubb. Like, John, are you caught up with the wrong shit? It, it made me rethink, like, why was I even that enthralled with trading for Odell Beckham? I would have been wrong, guy. I, I been, if I was a GM, that would have been my talk at the end of the year when we were 5-11. and 11. Like, Well, you just you hope are. you got somebody on the team that talks you out of it. But as Bears fans would tell me, it's not like the GMs don't even need to say anything. They just hide all year. You don't even hear anything from them. Yeah, well, that would have been your Ryan Pace moment. <laughs> Do you think GMs, I was thinking about this today, should be mandated to speak once you're farther than three games under 500 past November 1st, like once every other week? Because they just kind of get to hide, and especially on teams where they were picking the players. No, I don't think they should. I, I like it better. We're just the the coaches talk, the players talk, the coaches talk, the players talk. What? Nothing's happening. I, what, what are we? Nothing's happening now. Because we want answers, Ryan. What did you see in taking Trubisky? We need those things at the end of the year. I don't want that answer coming in mid-November when we have plenty of season left. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.